You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Welcome to the show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au. We, as always, Bailey Kenzie joins us for news. And, of course, my lovely co-host, Freddie Jeeves. <laughs> you called me Brett this morning. I did. I called you Brett. I don't yeah. know why I called you that. That was weird. We were Sorry. just saying how Australian it is to call someone by their nickname so incessantly that you forget what their real name is. Yeah, I don't know. It was because I was reading like our rundown and it had the Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves at the top, which is very formal. And I was, as I went to go and talk to you, I just said Brett and I was like, Ew, why did I say the why did I say Brett? I'd never called you. Gave me shivers. Like I was in so school sorry. again. I was about to cop it. Yeah. Another detention. I've got to say, Bailey, it's great to see you here. <clears throat> you've got here go. you've got Premier Cricket this morning. I do. And uh, anyone that knows cricket knows that if you wear kookaburra socks, you are a genuine cricket nuffy. And you you are wearing kookaburra socks. Just wear normal socks. You don't have to buy cricket specific socks. That's it. You love it, don't you? you? You love cricket so much. I do love cricket. I've revealed how much of a cricket nuffy I am by wearing these these beautiful kookaburra cricket that, socks. That's I haven't. I like not even my kids would would go to the trouble of buying cr- a cricket brand specific are socks. They, are they sponsored? Are we doing a weasel on air? Are we trying to get you a um a sponsor? Well, I've actually doxed myself because I'm sponsored by Grey Nichols, which oh. is a bit awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and they're old socks that I've had for a period of time. Oh, right. But, um, okay. But they do the job. Anyway, let's get into Premier Cricket and before wait, we talk we about just... how much <laughs> no, nothing no, no. I am. We've got 15 minutes we... of yeah. attacking Bailey. <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> over the last few weeks, I feel, I feel like you two have <laughs> oh, gone go. out of your way to actually bully me. I've written I've written a well, HR. Bully's a strong word. I've written HR. written HR and there'll be a meeting on Tuesday. So uh, they said to just go at Bailey. Go back. Fight fire with fire. Yeah, right. Is that what Actually, they said? HR did not say that. I, no. should, I should say that. I really hope that's the not, HR. And I not did not speak right to any HR. There should be a disclaimer on that. <laughs> Bailey, what have you got for us in Wait, news? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just wanted to draw attention as well, too. I really want to get to Premier Cricket the, now. The, <laughs> <laughs> the pea cities around your, uh, around your neck there that you bought as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's beautiful. Full, gone full Esha. Esha, you reckon? Well, it's beautiful that radio is not a visual thing because the people at home can't see these sunny, some of the rudest like specs ever. Um, I'm sure we'll put a post out on social media later to show you just what the sunnies look like. They're I'm colloquially prepared. known, the P cities, as what they're known. And of course, they're very Peter, high short as well, aren't they? Yeah, high, I like them. He's a high short wearer, Bailey. Oh. High short. Yeah, look at him. Oh my just God. Just a bit short. Okay, just... God. So, 
Okay, now that we've dissected my outfit from head to toe, let's get into <laughs> yeah. Premier Cricket. Okay, great. First game we've got is South Hobart against Newtown. So that's at Queenborough. South Hobart are going to take on the Newtown Bucks. And as we know, it's been a bit of a slow start for Newtown. They were, of course, the reigning Premiers last year. Um, but they've lost a few players. There's been a bit of an exodus with the Menenti brothers leaving, going to South Australia and New South Wales. So they've lost their opening two rounds. Um, and they'll be looking to make amends today. Mitch Owen will be there again at the top of the order, coming off a half century last week and he'll be looking to go one better. Their dangers with the ball will be Jack Montgomery. He's a tall fast bowler from country in New South Wales. Typically bowls a little bit back of a length. They've got a three-prong spin attack of Jesse Wilmot, Joe Graham and Akeel. So that's two offies and a leggy. That'll prove quite handy at Queenborough but their batting uh, has I guess proven to be quite vulnerable and it's still very much reliant on the likes of Owen and AJ Mosca. So Getting those two out will be the key for the Sharks, I reckon, Jeeves. I don't know if you've seen too much of Newtown's batting lineup, but it looks pretty top heavy. Yeah, I mean, pretty similar to last year. Harry, uh, Harry's a bit of a loss for them. Uh, he had a good year through the through the middle order. Um, ben didn't play a great deal last year, and when he did, batted kind of six seven. Um, so you know, they are still relying on. Uh, uh, Randall, Vince, those types of guys. Um, they'd be looking for some. Uh, from some development from Will Satori, who they've, they've thrown as an, uh, in as an opener, which is surprising, young bloke, and um, I'd really like to see him kind of you know, work his way through 6-7, actually get some easy cricket under his belt, come out and find some gaps, and uh, it, it's you know, opening the batting is a very difficult, very difficult role, specialist role. So, um, yeah, I mean, lose, losing Harry is absolutely massive. It's like South Hobart losing Cam Valenti. Mm. You know, they're very difficult to replace those, um, th- those bowling all-rounders who can uh, score heavy runs through the middle order. Of course, Harry was the Emerson Rodwell medal win, uh, medalist uh, last year as well for the best player in the comp. So, you're, like you say, a massive loss. Looking on the other side of the equation, uh, the Sharks are also going to play three spinners. So, Tom Andrews, Cadence Quepper and Tom Willoughby. So, two left-arm offies and a right-arm leggy. They lost pretty heavily to Kingborough in a low-scoring contest in the opening round. Their batting lineup doesn't have any massive names, and it's quite solid all round. Less reliant on sort of one or two players like Newtown. So it'll be a good contest there. All right, let's have a look at North Hobart versus the Greater Northern Raiders. The Raiders are going to take the bus trip down uh, to the TCA ground today to face the Ds. Looking first at North Hobart, um, they're one from one. They've got quite a strong batting lineup. if that opening game is anything to go by. Yusuf Iqbal, who's an all-rounder from Melbourne, and uh, Alex Pycroft opened the batting for them last week, both notching up half centuries. Aidan Barriel made 57 not out. He's another import coming down from Sydney. And they were able to go through their 50 overs against Clarence, uh, only losing four wickets. And Clarence, James the Eric, probably boasts the competition's strongest bowling attack. Uh, North Hobart will be without Alex Pycroft today, who's on WBBL coaching duties. And their strengths lie with Tom Rogers and Ian Carlisle. And there'll also be a few debut caps handed out there at North Hobart, so keep your eye out for that one. The Raiders are coming off a bit of a high after causing that upset against Newtown last week. Uh, They're absent of any sort of major names, but their stalwarts of the competition are really their strength. So the left-hand top-order batting of Charlie Easto, who's played at second eleven level um, in state cricket, and Sam Omani, who's in the same boat, Alastair Taylor, AT, will be their main batters they'll rely upon, and their spinners can... Um, bowl quite flat in Rao and Hayes so and of course their mainstay John O'Chapman who can swing it both ways so a bit of a contest there and you're going to call me biased here but the game of the round 
is probably University versus Clarence, GC. You said this last week, that you're always game of the round. Yeah. Well, look, I, I might be... <laughs> I might be biased, and it's and it's not and it's not because of me, and it's not because of uni this week. So before I take a look at uni, the reason I say it's the game of the round is because I want to have a look at Clarence. Massive names there, and none bigger than Riley Meredith, who'll be turning out for Clarence. He's probably one of the fastest, if not the fastest, bowler in the country. So he'll be turning out for the Roos today, in the first time in quite a while. He'll team up with Lawrence Neil Smith with the new ball, and it's going to be quite a challenge for uni's batters. Clint Hinchcliffe, of course, we know is a star. Um, in his own right, with his left arm leggies, uh, Harry Allenby and Joel Size also strong forces, and they look quite capable with the bat as well. With the likes of Michael Jones coming off 56 last week, Justin Galliotti who made 62 last week, so they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Uni's top order is definitely not what it was in the opening round with Tim Ward, Tim Payne, and Jake Doran. There's going to be a bit of a change. Uh, your man Nick Grubb, Jeevesy, uh, who of course has scored over 5,000 runs in Premier cricket, and Noah Vanderwerken uh, will. Stay at the top of the order for Uni this week. Noah's making a bit of a cameo appearance for the club, so they'll open up. Uni's strength really is their middle order with the likes of Parambapal and Brad Hope, who've both played shield cricket, and uh, also Sam Harbinson. And Mohamed Rizvi comes in to make his first grade debut. He's come from London. He played some first-class cricket over in the UK, and he's a handy leggy with a great wrong end and a very strong bat too. Bumper round of cricket there for round three and also a bonus round with the makeup game from round two tomorrow. Uni will play Glenorchy tomorrow um, and obviously won't harp on too much about Uni. The danger players for Glenorchy, though, will include Virk and Nick Davis, who, of course, is coming off that 80-ball 100. So a massive round of Premier Cricket, Jeevesy. And just looking at the ladder, a few teams have played two games but no team is yet to secure two wins. Every team is sitting on yeah. one win or one loss, so a well-split draw throughout there. That's your, that's your latest on Premier Cricket. We can, we can keep on cricket, though, with a bit of uh, Tasmanian cricket, Holly. We've got the, uh, the Tigers are down in Adelaide taking on yep. the Redbacks. They'll come up against a very strong side with a stacked top order. Um, they forced a draw against the, Red, uh, against the Vicks in the opening round, the Redbacks, who the Tigers will be playing um, I believe on Sunday. Um, so Riley Meredith, of course, has been rested by the Tigers for that clash. He's instead going to be playing uni today in club cricket. What a joy for all the uni batters. Um, and Sam Rainbird will take his place in the Shield side. And I think Jeevesy Rainbird was pretty hard done by to miss out on that opening game. He's taken 17 wickets in his last two first-class outings, if I'm not mistaken, including that 13-wicket match in his final appearance for the Tigers last season. So very interesting that he missed out on that opening game and obviously they went down quite hard to the Bulls so they'll be looking to make amends in Adelaide. Yeah, well they um they probably could have used that extra bowler that mm. that you had selected. Um <laughs> they you know Bo Bo Webster is the uh, as the as the fourth seamer um, probably fired them a little bit and you know, they coughed up 400 I think 390 400 um, yeah, they failed with the bat obviously the first innings and I, I think when they reflect on that game their top order mm. um, would be a little embarrassed by some of the dismissals huge drives on on um, day one it looked green it was overcast um, and I reckon four of the top six were guilty of playing you know big flashing horrible drives so uh, they'll, they'll certainly, you know, you would hope that they would improve on their shot selection because it was pretty disappointing. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the, you know, obviously the bowling probably wasn't where they wanted it, but that, that lack of fourth option, uh, Freeman didn't make the impact that 
that he would have liked. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if there are any other changes for that team. Jeeves, do you say that through gritted teeth that my team selection was right? Um, they didn't have that additional seam of Bo Webster coming into bowl pace in first-class cricket. And this is no slight on him, but that's never going to cut the mustard, having Bo Webster as your third seamer in first-class cricket. I don't think any other state would have a... A seamer on par with Bo Webster as their third seamer in Shield. Four, well, he was the fourth seamer. So, was he? Uh, Bird, Siddle, Meredith. And Meredith didn't play the opening round. He took a five for mate. Did he? Yeah. That's a bit awkward. Um, and that oh, he's w- been rested. Sorry, I got confused. And that wasn't there. through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as we look at bowled the top the, order... Bowled the house down. Bowled Rockets. Yeah. Bowled very well. They yeah. do... Either way, they do need that additional seamer... Um, and I think they're going to they're going to be going that direction uh, this week. And you're right, the the top order from the Tigers was a pretty poor performance. As we look at the scores, Ward scores of 15 and 22, Jewel a duck and 29, Doran 29 and a duck, McDermott a duck and one, um, Webster playing a big flashing cover drive coming in at I think number five. So when no one in your top order cracks the 30 mark in either innings of a Sheffield Shield game, you're going to be hard pressed to win any game of professional cricket. And that's the area that the Tigers will. Look to make amends, um, and they'll have the best of opportunities to do so on what is a typically batter-friendly wicket uh, on the Adelaide Oval, Jamesy. Yeah, I mean, it's not uh, it's not surprising um, to, to go to the Gab. Well, I wasn't at the Gab, I think it was Alan Borderfield Alan Border. there in, in Brisbane. But uh, it's not unusual for Tasmania to, to start badly um, in Brisbane. We, we, we've been doing it for 25 years, um, so... Uh, I think they, they move on from that one and, um, yeah, like you said, you know, they, they get the opportunity to, to make amends on a flat one. Okay, next time I go through a team, I'll remember who played the week before. Thanks, Jim. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, particularly the, the one guy that actually held his own for the match. <laughs> Big day for the WBBL yesterday. We're going to get into that as well after the break. Chatting to Elise Villani. Yeah, Sorry. chatting break after. Break now, though. Really excited. Yeah. Break now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. I predicted it just the way I predicted that you were at New Town College yesterday. So. You heard it here. Prediction. <laughs> Jackie's into the finals. Uh, we could have egg on our face. Anyway. Security. <laughs> let's go to Hockey 1 now. So Hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, WBBL, whoa, whoa. weren't we? We can, go, okay. we, can, we can circle back to the cricket. Yeah. So the Canes women's, well, they began their campaign uh, with a win. Uh, they kicked things off against the Thunder yesterday in Blacktown. And in case you missed it, it was a pretty low-scoring contest. The Canes were sent into bat. Um, they lost their star player, Elise Villani, who will be on SEN later today. Um, they lost her early for three. Lizelle Lee looked pretty good for her, 25, and Treneman made 31 and a runner ball. And their South African import, uh, Dupreeze, was right at home, um, blasting 33 off 27. She's obviously uh, turned out for the likes of Trent Rockets before in South Africa, so plenty of T20 experience there. Mm. Heather Graham churned out a quick-fire 17, getting the Canes to 125, and their bowling was just far too strong, restricting the Thunder to 9 for 106. So good. Molly Strano was the pick of the bowlers, earning uh, player of the match honours for her performance. Smashed it. Smashed it. 3 for 18 from 3, taking the wickets of Beaumont uh, Tryon, a former Hurricane herself, and Sammy Jo Johnson. So a great performance for the Canes, and they'll look to back it up, make it... Two from two on Monday against the Scorchers in Blacktown. The Scorchers have a very, very strong outfit themselves, and they're out to defend the title. They've picked up Holly Furling, who's a star, and they've obviously got the likes of Alana King, who's a CA-contracted player. So plenty of WBBL Mm. cricket coming up. And And 100 games yesterday as well for Elise, um, Molly Strano, and Nicola Carey. Incredible milestones. And they'd be some of the first players to bring up the uh, 100-game milestone in the competition. So that's absolutely wonderful for them. It's amazing. And I just loved it. I was watching um, footage of them 
running at you. And they're all just smiling and they just look like they're just having the best time. I just love it. Absolutely. It's a great spirit. It's I mean, so the good. Hurricanes the Hurricanes brand is just so strong. And obviously now their, their new remodeling that they've, they've gone about at Cricket Tasmania is a process of centralizing between Cricket Tasmania uh, and the Hurricanes, primarily in the female program, which has obviously worked wonders for them. They won the WNCL last year and they've got a very strong Hurricanes list. So centralizing that program so that there's not much, I guess, layover and there's not much gap between the two programs really seems to be working well. And while I like, we're while I like what they're doing and it's important that you say mm. that. I love what the Hobart Hurricanes are mm. doing in that like and it's something very simple but just the hashtag Tasmania's team. There's no separation between the men, the women. They're both, you know, for Tassie Tassie team, Tassie Absolutely. cricket. Love it. More Absolutely. About it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And and while we're talking cricket and Tasmania, mm. obviously um, huge, huge event coming up for the state in the Cricket World Cup. So Ireland will play here, the West Indies and Scotland uh, West Indies and Scotland will play here. Um, I think Scotland take on Zimbabwe on Friday, beginning at 3 o'clock. Ireland uh, will take on the West Indies also on Friday. The winner of uh, Group A and runner-up of Group B will face off on the Sunday. Bangladesh take on the runner-up of Group A and South Africa and the winner of Group B uh, Monday week. So it's an action-packed few days of cricket between the 17th and the 24th. Uh, Tasmania getting six first-round matches and those three Super 12 matches. Mm, hopefully the pitch isn't um, super wet. Although, there's like... I mean, look, we had heaps of... Everyone was like, oh, be careful in the rain. I appreciate that. We didn't get much rain, but Northern Tassie, feeling for you guys. Yeah, thoughts are with, uh, yeah. with Latrobe again. Uh, yeah. they've, they've been inundated, mm. houses lost. lost. The Deloraine um, area looked absolutely devastating. Some mm. of those pictures coming uh, from the helicopter huge, yesterday. Huge rain up that way. Very yep. sad. So, yeah, like I said, our, our thoughts are with everyone up that way. In, in, in the recovery that, that they've only just really recovered know, from, it's, it? uh, it's absolutely horrible. Mm. Devastating stuff. Yeah. Our thoughts are with you. We'll be back after this. We're going to have a Jack Jumpers update for Taz Racing. Just so excited about Jack Jumpers. I could talk about it all day, but we'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you as always. Uh, show for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au. Now, Jeeves, you're really exciting today because anyone who texts or calls into the show, um, I've got tickets to the ICC Men's T20 World Cup, um, the upcoming games in Hobart. So make sure today, text in 0437 the ICC Men's T20 World Cup is coming to Hobart. Get tickets at t20worldcup.com. How exciting. It's going to be big. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm really interested to see how uh, how many w- – and this is a bit of a – I'm going full Bailey Kenzie here oh, with, my cricket, here <laughs> with my cricket nuftiness. Pull your socks up. Uh, yeah, those kookaburra socks are <laughs> – that is honestly hilarious. Poor Bailey. Anyway. Um, you slammed him this morning. Well, he deserves it. He's been oh. giving it to me. You – you hear what happens know, off air. He gives it to me. So, yeah. um, I'm really interested to see how many how many wickets are used across the block at Blunston mm. throughout the games, and if they only use a couple of wickets, the impact of the deterioration throughout that little block of games. Mm. Um, so early on, uh, slower balls and, and and change of pace, um, you know, probably won't have the same effect as just going line and length. So that they, they, they will have to start a little green and a little soft, but yeah. Uh, something to keep an eye on if you are tuning in. Mm, absolutely. Mm. 
And, of course, live on SCN. Of course. Yep. Always. Uh, now, Jack Jumpers. Mm. We have to do this update. Obviously, Taz Racing. It's no secret. Greyhounds make great pets. Foster or adopt a retired greyhound. GapTaz.org.au. Jack Jumpers update. They beat the Adelaide 36ers. Uh, when was it? Thursday night now? Thursday night. Thursday night. Yeah, it feels like it was, I don't know, I'm losing track of the days. Anyway, um, 97-72, such a good game to watch. So exciting. Feels like they're fighting their groove a little bit now. And as you said, oh, as we said before, Josh Majette was just come out breathing fire, 23 points. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he really needed to, didn't yeah. he? And um, you know, we spoke about the, the Brisbane game at home where you know, I ended I up with say, another, ended up with another oh, yes, headache. Of course, yeah. it, it is noisy. You, you have to agree with it's me. Noisy, it's noisy, but I noisy. love it. I love it. <laughs> and I know everyone else loves I'm it. I'm all but, about it. Um, but he 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 was he was benched in that second half. Well, yeah, Josh he was Majette. benched for the last twenty minutes of that game. Yeah, didn't um, didn't see the Brisbane. court at all. Yeah, which which was a really big decision and a brave decision from Scott Roth. And if I'm mm. really honest, it was the right decision for for the first few rounds. Majet was just spinning in circles, wasn't having any impact offensively. Mm. Um, and it was really interesting. I heard a comment by Mitch Creek, who's commentating for the television um, broadcast. Mm. And he kind of spoke about, you know, it's known now that when Majek gets the ball and he penetrates, he's exclusively looking to pass. Mm. He's not looking to, to, to make a shot. He's not going lay up. He's got no real floater game. So if he penetrates, sag off him, cut off the lanes, don't, don't give him any access. And we've seen him for the first few rounds just kind of penetrate and have to bail out and end up back on the perimeter. Mm. And then he's, you know, he's been dishing it off or, or taking some poor shots. Mm. Put that next to the game uh, that we saw him just play. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't worrying about penalty. He was just shooting. He was yeah. so aggressive. He was so He's good. like, I need to take ownership here. Um, and, and as we spoke about, that defensive intensity early really set the tone with an early mm. steal. Um, and and he, he, he was a completely different player. And, and it, most, so Im- most importantly, different defensively. Impactful, um, mm. willing to get dirty, willing to be physical, you know, and and as we said, not worried about the fouls because I think he has confidence that Doyle can can be his, um, you know, is a really strong secondary uh, ball handler. So if Majed does end up with a couple of fouls in the first quarter, Doyle takes over those responsibilities, mm. uh, ball handling responsibilities. But interestingly, as well, um, Doyle sat the entire second quarter. Which really surprised me. That so the, was interesting, yeah. Yeah, so the Scotty Ross rotations for for whatever reason are really inconsistent. There's no mm. there's no set time limit for for Doyle. You know, they're not subbing in and and out at the at the same time. So whether mm. there's a little bit of gamesmanship as you know trying to keep um, the opposition coach on on his toes. But I you know personally would love to see Doyle, Majet, Kelly on the mm. floor with McVeigh. As much as we can. Yeah, totally. Um, particularly while we're waiting for, for Magne Steindl and Sam yeah. McDaniel. I have to say, though, um, I was thinking about that with Majet, well, having seen him be benched um, in that game against Brisbane and then how he came out and performed yesterday at Speaks. I think, like, Josh could have sat on the bench and been a bit, you know, salty about it. But he just come out breathing fire. And it says, I think, like, from an outsider looking in, that... Um, the culture that they've created and their Scott's maybe relationship with the team. Like there's a lot of respect that's both ways mm. there. And I, I, you can see that and it's, it's coming together. I so. think that's, mm. that's the point. That's, mm. that's the perfect point about, about Josh Majed is that his leadership really shone at, when he yeah. was on the bench. So, so you know, like I said, I was lucky enough really to sit cool. down low yeah. behind the bench. Yeah. Um, 
Majet was towel waving. He was barking instructions yeah. uh, whenever the you know the team came off for the huddles. Yeah. Timeouts. Uh, quarter break. He he was he was the lead voice. Yeah. Yeah. He was so active. Almost that that third coach mm. um, from a you know from a support standpoint. And that so mean, that's so important. Oh, it's, right? like, it's absolutely huge. And it's um yeah I think it speaks really highly of Josh. Um, Huge character guy. Mm. Um, yeah, we're lucky enough to, to have a chat with Matt Kenyon yesterday. Mm. I filled in for Jack with with Flash, and, and Matt Kenyon spoke about mm. um, about exactly that. You know, this testament to his character it's that really cool. a lot of imports, in particular, in that situation, would have sat on the bench, had a been sook, like, nah. and and look that that's the difference between Majed and, and Adams. Yeah, uh, I think, and, and and the reason why you mm. know uh, Majed was so quick to sign, really keen to be a part of it. And and I think if the Jack Jumpers had to make a choice at, at the beginning of the year between Majet and Adams, I think they're going down that Majet path mm. um, because Adams is you know as we saw throughout the year and it, and it was successful for us, particularly in the back end. He needs the ball. He needs to be in control. He needs yeah. to be the guy. Majet's happy to defer, happy to sit on the pine, happy to be, you know, wants to be a leader. So yeah, yeah, that that that's that's probably the most important point out of all that, Holly. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big fan, big Majet fan. Yeah, well, and he's my favourite player at the moment. You're so you're such a front runner. Yeah, you you're off him for three rounds, no, and now you're back on. No, you're back back in no, team. No, I was never off him. I was just you know. <laughs> We were just, it was just finding his feet. But I always certainly, said they're just finding their feet. I actually said, I was like, hang on a minute, because I heard people being like, oh, second, what was it? Second, second year blues. Second year blues. And I was like, hang on a minute, we've played two games. Relax yourself. Calm your jets. Cool your jets. And look, look what happened. I was calm, right. calm your jets. Yeah, calm your jets. Ma- <laughs> oh, God. You're okay. welcome. On that, uh, on that note, let's go to a break. <laughs> After this, we've got a interview with none other than Peter Siddle. How exciting. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. And what a morning it is when we have none other than my second favourite uh, cricketer on the line behind you, Jeevesy Peter Siddle. Well, <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, guys. How are you? Second morning. Second morning on SEN, Taz. How good's that? And you've saved all your best oh, no. for my show, of course. Correct. I'm ready to go. I warmed up yesterday. I'm, I'm good to go this morning. <laughs> now, Pete, uh, you guys, big game tomorrow. Uh, you're in Adelaide at the moment. What, is, what does the day look like in, in preparation for tomorrow? Is it team-based? Do you get an individual day, a bit of shopping? Maybe down through Hindley Street. What are you? What are you up to? A few coffees, surely. <laughs> steer, yeah, steer clear of Hindley Street. Uh, you <laughs> until, know what that's yeah, like. Until dude. after it, ten, it, at it, least. Yeah. It's no. It's no good for anyone. But no, yeah, just <laughs> a bit of breakfast this morning and um, take it easy. But no, we do, got a, got an optional session this afternoon that I think all of us will go to and have a little uh, run around, get moving um, in preparation for yeah starting the game tomorrow. But um, yeah, looking forward to it. Pete, I wanted to ask, and, and bringing up um, optional sessions is is probably uh, a, a timely time to ask. You've, you've been playing for near on 20 years now as a, as a first-class cricketer. How, how have you seen the professionalism change from when you first came in as a, as a rookie, as a, as a mad young quick, through to the current day? Because I know in those first 10 years, the optional sessions uh, meant a day off. Um, that's not, not really the case anymore. 
No, nah, it's not really. I think, you know, it, 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 it's optional for what you do when you get there, but they they, they sort of require everyone to, to at least turn up and uh, and do something. So most guys yeah, usually there play a little fun game, a uh, little warm-up game that we play, and then after that, it's your choice of what you want to do. But, yeah, you, you turn up there. I think most guys now, you know, want to get a bit of physio, get moving, um, ha- have, a, have a little bit of skill work in the nets. But... Um, yeah, I think, you know, we've had a week off since the last game, so the boys are keen to get a little bit of training in. But, um, yeah, they're not really optional anymore. I know I know, you can't really speak on selection, but was, it, was there a bit of a surprise internally for, for Riley uh, to be rested for this game, or was that always part of his, his management plan? Yeah, I think it's more just his management plan. I think we've, we've seen over the last few years that we've, you know, struggled as a, as a team to be able to keep him on the park and get the most out of him. Um, when he's fit. So I think, yeah, it was just a little bit of caution. He was coming back from the back end of preseason where he did do his hammy. So he was, you know, it's a touch and go over these first few months when you do come back from a hammy that reoccurrence can happen. So I think, yeah, we've taken the taken the, the chance of, you know, resting here and um, and knowing that we've got some big games coming up back, um, back home in Tassie over the next month um, in preparation for those. Bit of a luxury to be able to bring uh, Sam Rainbow back in the team. His last two Shield performances uh, back in the last year very strong. What are you What are you hoping to get out of him? Yeah, I think just he's you know just the point of difference being a left armer. I think that, that that's the big draw with him around the squad. Obviously, Gabe Bell's there um, also, but yeah, obviously Rady, yeah, amazing finish to the season um, last summer. So yeah, he brings a lot. I think you know he's. His skill and accuracy and uh, and swing is probably the difference to myself and Birdie. Um, so yeah, he'll he'll give a li- little bit of a different dimension to our bowling attack, and hopefully, yeah, he can continue on where he uh, finished off last season because yeah, he wants to get back out there and he loves getting out there on the field. And what are, what are, what are some of the lessons learned from from round one? You know, we spoke yesterday about the top order uh, failing some really poor shot selection, particularly in the first innings. Um, has that been spoken about? How does how does the team look to look to rectify some of those um, some of those issues that really cost you the game? Yeah, I think it's, it's all about you know the boys had some um, some chats out last week about that, and I think the big one is you know just you know they got the good example of watching Manus um, go about his work um, in the opposition team. So it was more about just giving yourself a chance to spend time out in the middle, stay out there, and you know be patient. I think that's the key that um, Queensland probably showed against us. Their patience to leave the ball, wait for the bad ball, and then and then punish that is um, is a good little motto to go by. And I think that's what they'll be looking to do this week. And similar to us with the ball, I think we we, we gave up too many too many loose balls um, without building up all that pressure. So get back to the basics, build a lot more pressure, a bit more consistency with um, our deliveries, and hopefully, yeah, we can both bat and ball turn things around. And more on a personal note, because Chiefs is hogging you, um, I'm going to speak about, obviously, um, you've obviously retired from international cricket and moved here to Tassie, and I get a front row seat to see how much you've enjoyed living in Tassie and the team and how much those guys mean to you on a personal note. And I, it seems as if, and I think you've said yourself, that you feel like you're playing some of your best cricket now, in particular um, during Big Bash. Is that just because you feel more relaxed now and, and you found a groove with the guys here in Tassie? Or, or what is it that you love so much about, about playing for this group? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a, bit, of, it's a bit of everything. I think the, the first one's probably, as Jeezy would, would know, going through his um, 
career is getting get, just losing that selection worry that obviously trying to get selected for Australia and perform to make sure you get selected yeah. on the next tour by retiring has, has given me the freedom now just to play cricket and enjoy it um, like I did as a young kid. Um, as that 14-year-old boy that loved playing cricket, I think I, I feel like I'm playing like that now, which is a, a luxury to be able to do at the back end of your career. And I think on the Tassie front, I think, you know, everyone knows, yeah, Hobart and Tasmania is a beautiful place to live and, and um, surround yourself. Um, and I've got the luxury of playing with, yeah, some of my good mates, like Matty Wade, I played with a lot of Victoria in Australia, Jackson Bird, Tim Payne. Um, and then it's just, just a, such a good young group that you know, I enjoy the, you know, teaching and seeing them develop as players and see them win games and the enjoyment they get out of it. So I think as a whole, yeah, Tasmania's been great for me. And I think, yeah, that, that has helped even though I play Big Bash for Adelaide. It's definitely the, the fun and enjoyment that I get playing in Tasmania with those boys. Um, it definitely helps, helps me in Big Bash um, when I go off for that. I feel like I need to tell the listeners, Holly, that, that you and Peter are dating. <laughs> because you, you, you've, kind, you've, kind, you've kind of floated around that you know that you've got this front row seat, and I'm sure people are thinking, "How has she got a front row seat? Is she their number one <laughs> ticket holder?" Or, so I feel like I, I need to take responsibility here, like the third wheel. It's almost like we're on a date. And oh my God. to be, you've had a real pep in your step this morning. Your voice has gone up an octave. You're just yeah, I'm a real excited. bubbly. I'm the number one. It's it's really it's beautiful to see love and in its uh, in its truest form. And so. it's hilarious that it's hilarious that Bailey's not here because he came in to present news this morning with his pieces. He did, and I think he might actually love Peter more than you love Peter, um, which is an, which is an awful which is an awful lot. Now, Pete, I, I do want to ask around the uh, the sunglasses that are known as the P Cities because. Uh, I'm a fairly conservative 40-year-old, um, and you know, I've got my uh, I've got my bootleg jeans on sitting here. What what is behind that? How how did you come about those sunglasses? Because there's this term in the in the modern day, the kids call it an esche. Um, is is there is there a bit of esche inspiration in those? Well, the funny thing was is that obviously I, I wore similar style Oakley um, in in ga- in the games I've played over the last couple of years, so. Um, and then, yeah, so the Adelaide Strikers, without me knowing last season, um, surprised me by, yeah, obviously designing the, the Strikers version, the P-Cities, and um, they did a little presentation to me, and, yeah, they yeah, manufactured about 10,000 last year, and, and we just gave them out at, at games, um, at our home games, to, yeah, to whoever whoever won the pair, which was nearly everyone, so, um, yeah, it became a bit of a <laughs> thing, awesome. and... Um, yeah, so it's, it, it, it's 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 cool. I think yeah, the young kids love them. I think the old people love them. Um, all of, all a bit of fun and banter, but a good good way to promote obviously the strikers and big bash and um, and yeah, I guess uh, I'm I'm the lucky one that gets the Donham and, and and named after. But um, yeah, I think um, I think just coming soon there could be uh there could be another. Um, another run of the yeah P Cities 2.0. So um, oh, wow. yeah, we'll have to wait, have to wait, have to wait and see um, what the Big Bash summer um, presents. But um, yeah, I was going to say bigger and better, but they, they surely couldn't get any bigger. Jeeves, he really wants a pair to go with <laughs> oh, his no. Taz Gas Squad um, tights. They're not, they're not going to, they're not going <laughs> to wash for me, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm a bit old, I think. Now, before I let you I'll go, get some, I'll get some. I'll get some big bash cutters for you then, Jeezy. I know how much you love those. <laughs> Jesus. Before you go to probably have your second coffee of the morning, it, we there's a, a real buzz around cricket and everyone's getting exciting heading into the summer. Um, and not to put a dampener on our interview because it's always 
you know, wherever you are, I feel like is exciting and everyone's happy around you. But it has been a hard year um, for cricket with those involved and the death of Warney. And have you seen, how have you seen the playing group come together? I know the cricket community is quite tight, especially you guys that have played together for Australia and you've gone separate ways and play for different teams now, a lot of you, but a lot of you still play together or you, I know how many of them you kept caught up with overseas when you were playing over at Somerset. Like, how has the group come together around um, around what, what's been a tough year for cricket and um, as a whole? Yeah, I think it's just probably, you know, the, the friendships and, and, and people just staying a bit closer and checking in and, and just seeing how people are going. It's probably the big one, you know. Probably just brings out the mateship a little bit more around the groups yeah. and stuff like that. And I guess um, as individuals, yeah, that have either played with him or were around, you know, Warney and um, especially Roy as well. But, um, yeah. yeah, they just just catch up. I think, you know, they, they talk about the stories and there's, all, there's always great um, and fond stories of, of them in the past, um, on and off the cricket field, so it's always, um, it's always, yeah, a good time to chat about those boys, and you know they'll they'll, they'll two great cricketers for Australia. So as, as sad as it was, I think their their memories will live on, and um, I think yeah, that showed at the start of the the summer when um, the Aussie boys up playing the one day as up north um, had yeah. uh, Roy's kids there um, to help out, and you know just show yeah. their support. And, and the kids loved it and had a buzz and, and the boys really enjoyed that moment with them. So I think, you yeah, know, the their history will definitely live on and um, I think there'll be a lot more throughout the summer of cricket that will play out. But, um, yeah, very sad. But, you know, they left a, left a big uh, a big um, impression on everyone. So I think they, they'll, they'll forever be remembered. And you'll still wear your zinc, obviously, over the summer. We were down at Chemist Warehouse the other day looking for zinc. <laughs> but you'll still wear the zinc on the lips for Simo, which is, which is fantastic. And, yeah, I love seeing how much um, you and all the boys come together, especially around, around things like that. And, of course, you'll do that leading into summer and leading into tomorrow. Can't wait to see how you go against uh, over in South Australia. Be great. Yeah, thank you. Look forward to it. Um, hopefully, yeah, like I said, we can turn things around and... Uh, and get on the winner's board in the four-day game and um, and get Tassie rolling this summer. You're the best. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Bye. We'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today. GapTaz.org.au. Jeevesy, there's been so much chat about Brett Ratton. Gonski. Gone. Out of there. Out of there. Bizarre. What because the hell? they re-signed him 100 days ago. Yeah. Gave him full confidence, full run. Um, and so it's quite sad because a lot of the the press conferences towards the back end of the year and, you know, but there was some real... Um, you could kind of tell that the Brett Ratton was was excited. He was you know he was mm. positive about the future. You know could could see a way forward. And then as is the nature of um, of the football world, um, which which I find quite bizarre. So Jeff Walsh mm. did the external review into the ruse that saw the sacking of David Noble. And David Simon. Noble was part of the review into St Kilda that saw the appointment of Jeff Walsh. And then the sacking of Brett Ratton. And also David Noble is Jeff Walsh's replacement 
as the I think the president or the chair of the uh, AFL Coaches Association. Right. So it's just this merry-go-round of um, mm. misery in a, in a sense. I find that quite bizarre. But um, so maybe the next link in the chain is um, David Noble to coach St Kilda. <laughs> that would be quite well. funny. <laughs> Which I can't see happening, obviously, you know, given Jeff, Jeff Walsh's ties to, uh, to that review that saw Noble mm. sacked. But um, I do really feel for Brett Ratton because... It's sad. Yeah, I read, read quite a bit about it last night and, mm. and certainly um, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a, for a Twitter search and just to see yeah. what, what people are saying. And, yeah. And the general feel, the overwhelming feel is that Ratton has been completely duped Um and it feels that way, doesn't it? Similar feels to his departure from Colton as well, because mm. you know Colton was starting to play some good footy, and they were, you know, they were in the finals, and yeah. um, and then they replaced um, Ratten with Mick Moldhouse, which at the time you could understand Moldhouse was a, a revered leader, um, mm. someone that you know that many felt Collingwood had made a blunder in in you know transitioning him out in favour of Buckley, so they bring in Moldhouse, and it, it means the demise of um, of uh, Rat- Brett Ratten. And now it's mm. a pretty similar feels for St Kilda that, you know, whilst their performances haven't been great, they, they have really struggled to, to bring in marquee um, players. And, mm. and, and, and look, maybe as a result of the trade week and, and, the, and their inability to attract anyone, um, that they've just decided to, to go down that path. Because, you know, I guess when you look at it, in the last few years, they have brought in Brad Crouch, who's yeah. a gun, um, Brad Hill, Who's been pretty good for him as well. So there, you know, there's a couple of marquee players that have that have come yeah. in. Jack Stills come to the club, who's been unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, look, may, maybe maybe the lack of activity through trade week, maybe through that lack of activity, they got some feedback on mm. on the coaching, some concerns from outside. Pl- I mean, who knows? It's all speculation, yeah. but uh, they've moved forward, and um, you would want to hope that they've got a a plan in place. I just hope it's not Ross well, Lyon. There's I mean, there's plenty of names being thrown up, even getting Bevo. Um, like, there's a, I mean, I just don't know what's going to happen here from James Hurd, Mark Williams, Ross Lyon. Why, um, why are you feeling like against um, having Ross Lyon? Well, it just, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of footy classified. And, okay, yeah. And I, I like footy classified. I don't say too. this because we're on SEM, but yeah. I, I, I love it when Hutchie um, leads the show because... Hutchie fires the questions. He doesn't yeah, fuck there's around, no, does Yeah, there's no yeah. bias either you know, no. in comparison to Eddie who, you know, he's got all these agendas that he's trying to run and, and it's a completely different oh, show. It's yeah, a completely different... Yeah, it's a, di- it's a different show. Yeah. Um, but and, and, and Ross's involvement has kind of got... I don't know. He's, I find him I find him difficult to watch, because, and particularly when it came to that Essendon situation. Mm. You know, the, the the questions to him around would you be interested, and and his answers were largely, yeah, I'd be interested, but I'm not going through a process. Mm. Mm. And I just thought that that was kind of arrogant. I didn't like that as an as an approach. Mm. Uh, he's won no grand finals, Ross Lyon. Um, and I'm I'm not sure he's in a position to just say cherry pick and yeah. say that. You he, probably like he's, could, he's, he's for obviously, example, if you're Clarko or someone like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, that's a whole other kettle of fish. But you know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. Ross Ross Lyon has has been a successful coach. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's not in that in that top tier of no. um, you know games elite. Cool, you Josh Majets. Cool, you Josh Majets. You can use that at fifty cents. Every time you use it as 50 cents, I'm copywriting it. But yeah, I just, I, I don't like the Ross Lyon vibe. Um, yeah. I think if, 
if if they're you know I I would love to see him go down the Adamuzo path. He's mm-hmm. you know he's been unsuccessful in a couple of ap- ap- applications now with the GWS and Essendon. Yeah. Um, but the feedback on him is is very high. Um, that that he would make a terrific head coach. Okay, and so what if um so dream scenario you got to pick who'd you pick? Uh, I, I think I think they need to go down the the Uze path. If yeah. he's if he's the best young coach available, mm-hmm. um, let him let him come in and have a crack. I think going down the the Lyon path, there, there's there's too much baggage with with Ross Lyon, and and I think the way he departed the club last time was 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 pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, from from all reports, yeah, that was, that wasn't wasn't the cleanest departure. Ugly, yeah. Could have been handled better. Yeah. Um. So d- does he bring a level of baggage with him? Um. Could it be a Mark Williams type? You know, really an older. Mm. Yeah, Mark Williams hasn't coached for a while. It's not a bad shout. But he's certainly um, well regarded. Yeah, hundred um, percent. As a you know, communicator, relationships relationships person. Yeah. Uh, Robert Harvey could yeah. be another one who hasn't had a head coaching job. Has been the assistant across Collingwood and Hawthorne. So maybe it's his. He mm. he could be someone and a St Kilda legend. Mm. I don't mind that play. You know, the mm. romance of that. But of course, we've seen the romance fail um, well, miserably. Yeah. Heard uh, didn't work out that well. So, uh, it, yeah, super interesting to see. But it, it does have Essendon vibes the way they've <laughs> the way they've handled this because mm. you know to 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 back in your man a hundred days a hundred days ago, give him a, a two year extension, and then bin him out of nowhere is just all types of bizarre. Mm. But yeah. it, but it, but importantly. Where's the ownership and responsibility from the leaders of the football club, Simon Level and the CEO? All over why is, the, that, wh- wh- that wh- AFL as a whole at this back half of the year. Why is there no accountability <laughs> yeah. at the top of the triangle? Yeah. That, that, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, Same right. at Essendon as well. The spill happens. And it's been a mess ever since uh, David uh, Barham's taken over. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, and I think all that triangle of leadership leads to the CEO. And, and these types of blunders can't happen Complete disarray. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, you know what? Maybe you just need to get in there. Get not in there and make the decision. Not for me. That'd be nice. No, thanks. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> We're going to break now, but we'll be back after this. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning. Is the sun out? I can't. We no. Please see the windows. No, it's a bit. Uh, it's a bit gloomy. As again, uh, again, we should say, uh, if you're up in northern Tassie listening, we feel for you up there. It's bloody absolutely plummeting down. Yeah. So I spoke with um, I spoke with Flash, who texts in yeah. a lot uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, he sent through some some. Uh, some pictures that are all of kind of beautiful and horrifying at the same time. Like it's yeah. it's kind of bizarre the the way the water flows is is really captivating, but um, it's it's meaning some you know some some horrible damage uh, through Latrobe. Um, there's some some helicopter footage of um, uh, overlooking Latrobe, and it's just water as far as the eye can see. It's uh, yeah, Gosh. it's it's it, it's truly heartbreaking. Um, you know, and particularly given they went through this. Uh, not I that know. long ago, three or yeah. four years ago. Well, not even that long ago, two yeah. or three years ago. So, um, 
I'm not sure what the long-term plan is mm. down th- down through Latrobe there, but definitely our um, you know, thoughts and prayers. Obviously, with everyone up that way, yeah, 100%. and um, yeah, hope Flash is is going okay. He's a, a listener of the show and and texts in. Um, so. Yep. Yeah, thoughts with everyone yeah, up absolutely. north. Now, Jeevesy, um, trade period's wrapped up. want to ask you, best and worst trades, your opinions, now that we're wrapped up for, for this trade period? Well, geez, I mean, you've got you've to look at, uh, at Collingwood, don't you? Mm. They've been uh, – they were super active. Uh, they've added uh, – let me bring this up so I can get this right for everyone. Um, they added in – here we go. They added in Bobby Hill and pick 40 for 43 in a future second round selection. Yeah. They got Dan McStay as an unrestricted free agent. And there's a lot of talk during the year about Dan McStay. Um, I'm not sure if he if he's a fit, uh, how much money they've paid him. Uh, there was there was views six hundred thousand dollars was going to be the was going to be the contract offer. Mm. I'm not sure if Colin would have the salary for that, but maybe with the departure of Brody Grundy, oh, yeah, yes, who goes course, to yeah. to Melbourne, they've been able to stump up a bit of a bit of squid for McStay. Well, it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, they're, they're, that's going to be a problem. Maybe Gorn plays forward a little more because Grundy is. He is Max Gorn in a sense. When he's up and about, he, yeah. he covers the ground so well. He's probably yeah. not the same around the ground contested mark as Gorn, no. but it plays as that additional midfield. Yeah. It gets a lot of the footy. Yep. Good mover. Mm. Uh, they got Billy Frampton from Adelaide, who's yep. quite a good player as well. They gave away a third round selection, and of course they got Tom Mitchell and pick twenty five, and gave away Ollie Henry pick forty one mm. and pick fifty. Uh, so Mitchell Frampton McStay Hill. Um, Grundy out, obviously. Mm. So that's a, it's a pretty busy period on yeah. what was already uh, quite an exciting list. How about your Hawks? Well, the Hawks have have gone in a in in the full tank mode, I suppose. Yeah. They've uh, they've gone young. There, there was an interesting theory yesterday around uh, the Hawks, you know, making a decision to to jump into the draft now before the nineteenth license is handed down, and there will yep. and the draft will become compromised for a few years. Yeah. So I don't I don't mind the timing of it. I don't mind that tactic. Yeah, it's quite smart. And Holly, to be to be brutally honest, the, the midfield of O'Meara, um, Mitchell, McAvoy led mm. us to fourteenth on the ladder. Yeah. And, and 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 on the bottom end of of midfields um, statistically. Mm. So, you know, best case scenario is that Reeves takes a takes a jump. We know what you're getting out of Mitchell O'Meara. You bring Amon in. Yeah. Maybe they make it into the eight. Maybe. But mm. I, I, I'm I'm really happy with with the view to to, to cut it, uh, get in whatever draft compensation and young players that you can. So they bring in Lloyd Meek, yeah. who's um, who's been behind uh, Big Darcy um, in Frio. He looks a player. He looks an athlete. 203 centimeters, um, covers the ground really well. They bring in Cooper Stevens from Geelong, and they bring in uh, who was the other player? That, how am I going? I've had a complete brain. Loss, they brought in Stevens, Meek, oh, and Cole Amon, of course, yeah. um, who, who came over as a free agent. So, mm. yeah, I don't, I don't mind the, the view to just completely cut it off, go to the drafts. And, and look, there's no um, – Sam Mitchell sent out a letter to, um, a letter to, the, to the members around, you know, there being no timeline on, on their rebuild. So they, they're out to win games. They're obviously putting the young players in, in positions – to develop, and if they're winning games, they're they're going to go for it. And to you know, they're, they're, I, I feel like they're going to be around the same mark as as last year. Mm. Um, your ruse, yeah. 
Where, where are they at the ruse? Give me, give me the Goodness supporters. Gracious, I don't know. Give me the supporters' view on where the ruse are. Honestly, I've got. I don't know. We've like, obviously we've um. Uh, Horn Francis out. Yeah, Horn Francis is Horn Francis is gone. Look, I don't know. I don't know where North's going to end up. We still don't have our coach. <laughs> no coach. No coach. no set assistants. Still no CEO. No. So I'll give you the summary. So last year's pick one. Last year's pick one and Jason Horn Francis, um, they bring in two and three. There's a whole mid range of, of, of picks that, that mm. go back and forward. Mm. Um, in, importantly, they bring in Logan Tucker from Frio. Uh, maybe they get the opportunity with Horn Francis to really mm. establish a strong culture. Maybe it's a positive pick mm. two and three in the drafts, a great get. Yeah. Um, but in the open market, like we spoke about last week, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. Hedging my bets. We'll be back after this. We'll go to a short break now for news. Live across Tasmania on sixteen twenty nine SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie for Taz Racing. Racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves, with you this morning. Morning, kindly joined by Glenorchy Mayor Beck uh, Thomas, and of course Ross Thomas, who is a TRC committee member. Both absolute legends. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, Holly. Hi, Brett. Morning, hey, Holly. Morning, Jeeves. hey, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> we got both of you on the line. How good is this? Thank you both so much for joining us. And we're lucky that uh, the rain is holding off down here in the south. Obviously, um, with a big race day coming up today down at Elwick. Will you both be um, in attendance today? Yes, we will both be there. Looking forward to seeing racing back at Elwick today. It's pretty exciting. Thoroughbred racing this Saturday, I mean today, of course, in Elwick. um, Upcoming Caulfield Cup um, will have a range of events happening through um, Melbourne Cup and the the spring racing um, time, of course. Now, um, I know you, Ross, you're um, a TRC committee member. Can you give us a bit of an inside scoop on what we can expect over um, the summer period for racing here in Tassie? I know you both um, absolutely love it and you're you're both big supporters um, of the racing community here. So keen to hear a little bit of the inside scoop if you will. Yeah, certainly. We're really excited to be back at Elwick today. We've had the, the well-publicised 10-week break and the, the track's in fantastic order. And um, the THA, Tasmanian Hospitality Association, are holding their event out there today. Um, and we're expecting about 300 people in the main function area, um, together with another function of about 50 people. And, and of course, Neil Bloodstock, who, who does a great job. Uh, Neil, Neil, uh, Neil Walsh, sorry, from Tasmanian Bloodstock, who does a great job promoting Tasmanian racing uh, he'll be downstairs as well. So we're expecting a, a massive crowd and, and it's uh, and why wouldn't we on a, a great day like this with uh, the Everest and the Caulfield Cup going hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, ha- I have to ask you later on if you've, if you've got a couple of winners or if you're, if you're expecting uh, to back any winners today. I haven't, uh, haven't spoken to our friends at Taz Racing yet today. but <laughs> hit, it, hit, us, hit us, Ross. Who's, who, are the, who are the picks today out at, uh, out at Elwick? I've got my pen... Pen on the ready. Yeah, wondering if you've got any winners well, for us. Yeah, I've spent a fair bit of time actually in Melbourne, obviously with the Caulfield Cup, but um, I think race six, number four, and there's not might not be much value with this one. Popeye the Sailor obviously got winning form over Turk Warrior. He looks hard to beat. Um, I'll have to speak to the owner of that one, Gary Richards. Uh, I think he's got two in the race, and uh, he might he might give us a bum steer to get a better price. But that's one I've seen following. Um, but we'll need to get out there and hear the, hear the scoop uh, on the Absolutely. ground, I think, today. 
It's all good fun, and I did put you on the spot there. Now, um, Beck, I have to ask you, current mayor of Glenorchy, I feel like we catch each other all the time. We're at, uh, we see each other at the racing, then we're at the Jack Jumpers. Um, there's such a buzz around Tassie at the moment and Glenorchy as well. Huge happening um, on the sporting landscape, and obviously we cover all of that now, racing landscape heading in. Um, what? How important is that to you, your job Um you know, Mayor of Glenorchy, it's quite a, a quite a large uh, job and um, you've got a number of things to support. But, um, you know, how excited are you to see the growth of Tasmanian sport um, in the community? And we could have a, you know, we're right on the doorstep of getting our own AFL team and, and all of that. Um, yeah, what's on the cards for you at the moment? Yeah, we are really um, grateful to have the sport and recreation precinct here in our city of Glenorchy. You know, we've got the racetrack, um, the My State Bank Arena, now home to the Jumpers, um, KG5 precinct as well, which is the home of football in Tasmania, with Football Tasmania having their head office there and home to the Glenorchy Knights Football Club. Uh, and we've got the sort of the showgrounds redevelopment happening too. So we've got a really quite a big sport and rec uh, footprint uh, in and around that uh, KG5 area of Glenorchy. And um, we're really, really, really proud to have that here for the people of Glenorchy, but also to attract visitors to Glenorchy as well. Absolutely. Of course, Beck, there's a there's a cricket club at KG5 as well, uh, the Glenorchy Pies. But looking looking back on your last few years as, as Mayor of Glenorchy, what, what stands out as some of the highlights? Uh, it's been, well, I've been in the seat for just over a year as mayor, been on council for almost five years. So, um, so it's been a, it's been a pretty big uh, year and a bit, um, yeah, sort of going into that role as mayor. And we've had, uh, you know, get making sure we're running a tight ship in terms of uh, focusing our priorities on what matters most to the community and sport and rec um, facilities and um, and programs really are up there uh, with high priority for the ratepayers and residents of Glenorchy. So we've got a huge amount of um, capital projects going on in the sport and rec space at the moment. We've got investment at KG5 to put a new synthetic um, turf, uh, new synthetic pitch in there, football pitch and new lighting, and we've got uh, um, another big project out at North Chigwell Oval for soccer as well with new uh, club rooms and function room and new pitches going in there. And we've just finished a $1 million development of a new, <clears throat> excuse me, club room and change room facility at the Edie Street Recreation Ground in Glenorchy as well, uh, home to the Wellington Cricket Club and Glenorchy Rugby Club. And also um, soccer's played there as well. And we've got a number of playground projects that we're embarking on this financial year. So we're, we're really trying to re- reprioritise on, on um, you know, those sport and recreation assets and, and getting the basics right. So, Beck, there's a, there's a vote coming soon for, for Mayor. You're up against some strong candidates. You've got the floor. Sell yourself to the, uh, to the, <laughs> to the, to the region, no doubt, listening in. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Look, I think for me it's really about um, being uh, a real true member of the Glenorchy community. I grew up in Glenorchy. I've spent all 38 years of my life here and, um, you know, I get what matters to the people. I listen and, um, and really I'm, I'm one of them. So I'm really well placed to represent them.
Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I get that feel um, and that sense from both of you. You know, we've, uh, we've caught it. It feels like I'm stalking you. I see you down at the Jack Jumpers <laughs> and then at a, a Taz Racing event. I promise I'm, I'm not actually stalking you. It's, it's by accident. Um, but the two of you are so engaged um, in the community. I, I see you around the place everywhere, always um, talking with people and happy to listen and, um, and, and to engage with the community. And that's really what it's all about. So, yeah, I love witnessing that firsthand and I, I can see the passion that you have um, for the Glenorchy community and and the and wider sport so and I, I think it's fantastic and um, yeah you've certainly you've certainly got our support and um, yeah really excited Saturday in Elwick today I look forward look forward to seeing you there and look we'll be uh, we'll be backing that race uh, race six number four uh, Ross so you'll get a text from me if uh, if it gets up and, and maybe a nasty one if it doesn't Ross just just quickly <laughs> any anything in that 20 to 60 to one range that we can really cash in on <laughs> Look, I, I might have one. I, I want to just give a shout-out to uh, Liam Lassie and Sheree Marshall. They're big supporters of Tasmanian racing, and they've got an interest in the Caulfield Cup today with sharing in Knight's Order, yeah. and he's been well back. Um, obviously, there's no reason to go away from the favourite. He's, he's flying, and he's winning the Turnbull the other day. It was brilliant. But um, Montefilia, I thought, might be one at about 20 to 1. There's been a bit of money, and it's got a, a Group 1 win over Derry Elliott on the bog track up in Sydney. So it might be one that can run pretty well. And I think it ran about fourth or fifth last year. So that might be worth it a little each way. Like Perfect. It. That's me. I like anything <laughs> above 20 is kind of just a little fiver. That's where you really bang for bucks or yeah, stuff. Yeah, Brett's looking for a bit, <laughs> yeah. of, bit of value here. Hopefully Thank you. Some time of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it gets up, and uh, I look forward to seeing you both again very soon. No doubt, I'll see you at Taz Racing or down at the Jack Jumpers next Saturday. Um, you're, you're both of you are everywhere and out the community, and I just love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, guys. Have good a good luck, day. everyone. Absolute Thanks, legends. We'll be back after this break. Live across Tasmania on sixteen twenty nine SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right, Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves with you this morning, as always, for Taz Racing. Foster or adopt a greyhound today, visit gaptaz.org.au. Now it is our pleasure to have Elise Villani on the line. Welcome, Elise. Thank you for joining the show once again. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And how are you feeling today off a, off a great win yesterday over Sydney Thunder? You must have, must have been pretty stoked with that. And, um, of course, we should also mention that it was your 100 WBBL games yesterday for you, Molly, and Nicola, of course. But um, that must feel amazing. How did you wake up this morning? Yeah, feeling very happy. It's always nice to start the tournament with a win. I think, um, you know, there's always a few nerves around. It, it certainly wasn't the easiest wicket either. So um, I thought our batters throughout the middle and the death and our bowlers were sensational. And yeah, it was it was a great, um, yeah, it was a great honour to take the field with both Molly and Nicola on the 100th game. It was a pretty special day for us. So um, the Hobart Hurricanes made us feel very special. At least one of the challenges with 100 games is that it means you're getting old. Is that... It's, no, a, it's a celebration. It's a celebration, but it's also a little sad, right? Is there is there a, is there a mixed emotion Speak across yourself, that? Mate. Well, it's facts. <laughs> you know, you know, you're not wrong. Um, I think it was either <laughs> Nick, or, Nick or Molly who sort of we were looking at it and they sort of mentioned, "Oh, Jesus, I think it means that we're getting old." And I sort of looked at them and I'm thinking, "Well, I've got a couple of years on you, so I, you know." I've no, it doesn't. Much to See, sort that's, of talk about, but, um, that's you being an optimist, yeah, and and the three of us, Nicola, Molly, and I, being pessimists. So, so. <laughs> Time is flown. I can say that. <laughs> 
<laughs> how just on that? How how are you feeling? You know, are you, are you are you feeling physically strong, mentally? You know, obviously going well um, with the captaincy. Do do you feel? Do you still feel like a newcomer? Do you still get nervous? Tell, tell us about your approach and you know whether whether age is is just a number, I suppose, for you. I'm actually yeah. I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling lucky actually because I, I do feel pretty good. Um, I'm I'm the person that hasn't really touch wood had many injuries throughout my career so I've, I've always sort of had a body that um, has responded quite well to batting I think that's that's probably because I am just a batter and I don't have to bowl and take the burden of bowling on so um, yeah um, the body's feeling really good I sort of joke with the girls about um, you know Ross our S&C keeps going on about ice baths and um, when I was in Victoria ice baths stopped due to COVID so um, that's sort of when I stopped doing ice baths and I think the recovery's been going quite well actually so I think that's the secret you know limit, limited ice baths and just no um, more ice you know, knowing your body <laughs> well maybe maybe Jason Horn Francis was onto something with yeah. it, through his neglect of he ended up in Port Adelaide and a culture problem but may, maybe he was right oh god hey, I'm <laughs> well, sure more more. different contact at cricket <laughs> <laughs> um, look that I loved watching that catch you took yesterday it was exciting to watch you were fumbling a little bit then um, I think the commentators went one two three four and bang and just the smile on your face um, was fantastic taking that catch and the smile on your face right running out as well with Molly and Nicola. You just, you really do look um, just so happy and comfortable and you're actually just, yeah, a real joy to watch. Is that the case? You just, you feel like, you know, 100 games and, and looking back on, on your career so far, you, you, you just seem like you're in a really good place. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm feeling really, um, yeah, comfortable, I guess, with my own skin. And um, I, I think, you know, the 100 games has taught me that you, there's plenty of ups and downs in cricket, but, um, you know, it's really important to remain consistent. So I, I'm really taking a lot of joy um, in in leading the team. That's that's probably gives me the most satisfaction at the moment is, is the leadership stuff. But, um, you know, I, I didn't didn't do very well with the bat yesterday and I, I couldn't have cared less, to be honest, because, um, you know, we had that success as a team and that's what really drives and, and motivates me. And I'm just really excited to see those around me do really well and the direction that we're going in as a team. Like, I just, you know, really believe in it um, and I feel like, you know, we're capable of something special. So, yeah, I, I do. I, I feel really happy um, and comfortable within myself and I feel like I've learned a lot over those 100 games. Looking, looking forward to the to the to the rest of the tournament. Um, it sounds like there is a level of expectation internally that that you have the team and and the experience to 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 win this thing. Yeah, I think um, you know there's there's expectation from ourselves. I guess we we really want to push for finals. I think um, yeah. you know that's that's our first goal. I don't think we can really talk about winning until we until we get to the finals. So. That's ultimately our, you know, the goal first and foremost, and then we'll just, you know, hopefully get ourselves into a position where we can compete for that. But look, you know, titles are an extremely difficult thing to win. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of good teams in the competition. I think there's probably five really strong teams um, at the moment, and, and one and one of them being us. So only four make the finals. Um, so yeah, we've just got to concentrate on that at the moment and try and play really consistent. Um, a really consistent style of cricket that we know um, gives us the best chance of being successful. So that's all we can do at the minute. But ultimately, you know, we, we have a very good list, both with bat and ball. I think um, I was very blessed as a captain yesterday to be able to look around the six quality bowlers on the field. So, you know, that's something that I think is a real strength of ours. Yeah, we we were lucky enough to have uh, young Amy Smith on the on the show last week. Who's yeah. a she was a star. She she spoke well and. 
Um, and then she told us it was her first ever interview on radio. We were completely shocked. <laughs> t- t- as a, you know, I mean, she's a seventeen-year-old. She's been in the system for what feels like forever. I think she debuted at fourteen. But uh, t- tell us about her because she she very quickly became one of our favourites. She's an absolute star yeah, of a kid and cool. extreme talent. So g- give us give us a little a little on her. Yeah, she's an absolute beauty. Um, I think when they sort of first brought her into the squad, they were hoping to, you know, sort of expecting that she'd have a little bit of time on the sidelines and they'll be able to, you know, get her ready. But she came in and played straight away. Maisie Gibson has been injured the last couple of years for Big Bash. So Amy Smith has done remarkably well for such a a young talent. And I love the way that she goes about it. She's really... um, you know, she's really passionate, really wants to learn, really wants to continue to get better. And I love the way that she thinks about the game as well. She's a really deep thinker. And she's um, she's really grown up over the last couple of years. Like, you, you sort of forget that she's 17. Sometimes I have to mm. think, all right, and watch, watch what you say. She's 18 a couple of weeks, and then you can unleash around her. But um, <laughs> she's a fantastic person. And she's, you know, someone that's unlucky to miss out in our starting 11 at the moment. So um, she's, you know, tasted what it's like to be a part of the team and she's certainly good enough to be in the team. Um, We just have an, you know, exceptionally strong squad. So if given the opportunity, I know that she'll, you know, slide in and and do a tremendous job for us. Totally. Elise, sorry, sorry, Holly, I've completely cut you off, but... Um, when when T Twenty cricket was introduced in Australia, there was a real fear for for spin bowling that it, it would be targeted and it would be slammed all over the place. Um, that hasn't that hasn't really happened. And you know, looking through the scorecard from yesterday's game, you've opened with spin um, with Molly Strano. Are, are, are you surprised that it's it's kind of spin to win in 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 T Twenty cricket, or um, are you still you know a little bit old school and you know you want to go to the quicks in those in those key moments? Um, I think for me, I'm just all about the matchup. So we've got a great analyst on our books um, in Tim Kendrew, and, and we just sort of go with matchups. So I'm, I'm not like particularly swayed either way. I think we, we're blessed that we've got some extraordinary spinners um, in our team, and we, they can bowl in all three phases. So for us, you know, we're very open to bowling in the power play with spin, um, in the power surge, and, and also at the death. So yeah, I think for me, it's just all about matchups. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Elise, before you go, um, obviously, you, captaincy. There's a you, you've got a big role on your hands. I think you're a terrific leader. You're so exciting to watch, and you're an inspiration, really, for for upcoming cricketers, um, men or women, um, coming through the game. And yeah, I just think you're fantastic. But my question, wondering, is how do you, um, you know, what's your escape from from cricket? What do you? What's your kind of safe haven away from it? Um, I guess we all have our, our little things. I know um, my partner, Peter, he loves to get on his bike and that's his escape from cricket. What's yours? <coughs> sorry, I'm just dying in the background here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, that, I think, sorry. Oh, I was just really trying to keep that in, but I couldn't. I apologise. Oh, you're right. um, <laughs> Die away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for me, like, I love I love coffee. Um, people oh, yes, coffee yes. <laughs> <laughs> even though I order a week flat white, so it sort of contradicts itself. But um, <laughs> funny. yeah, I think um, I think you know, it just like I'm really lucky that I've got some great friendships within within the cricket yeah. circle. So for me, yeah. um, being away with cricket, um, I, it's quite easy for me to switch off in the company that I've got. Um, yeah. So cool. you know, going for coffee, going for walks, and when we're up, when I'm at home, like. 
um, you know, taking the dog to the beach and stuff like that. So just really simple things. I'm I'm certainly not on the bike. I'm not one of those people. Um, (laughs) I know that Peter loves his bike, but I, um, yeah, I couldn't couldn't think of anything worse, to be completely honest. So I'm not not about the extra exercise. (laughs) I'm sort of about the the sedentary (laughs) lifestyle and at best grabbing a, um, a coffee and going for a walk. But just mainly, yeah, surrounding myself with, with people that I know who see me as, um, you know, the person first and foremost and, and not a cricketer and just sort of relaxing and, and letting down my guard and um, just yeah. having a good old belly laugh, really. Yeah, I love that. Elise, uh, I'm going to put my career counsellor hat on for, okay. for a moment. Um, and I, <laughs> Sorry, I asked Elise. this of Peter yesterday. It's going to be our, yeah. our recurring question. We asked Amy last week yeah. as well. When when cricket's done for you and and it's you know your career's over, hopefully at forty two and you've you've won multiple <laughs> WNCLs and the body's still going well. What is what is life what is what does life look like for you? What what's the plan? You know, it's really funny because this is my favourite question to ask people as well. I like to ask people <laughs> like Amy Maybe. so they don't put all their eggs in the one basket. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think for me, um, you know, I, like I've. You know, I've been thinking about this for for a number of years and making sure that I'm upskilling myself along the way. I, I like doing some commentary stuff, so hopefully there's a little bit of opportunity there. Um, but I'm also really interested in the PDM space, which is the um, personal development um, manager, which is, you know, a relatively new role that is in a lot of sporting teams at the moment. So I'm really passionate about um, athletes having a balance and not just identifying as an athlete and making sure they've got, you know, their, their life outside of cricket sorted yeah. or outside of sports sorted so that, you know, they, they constantly feel like they are a person first. So it's actually a real, yeah, passionate space of mine. So so hopefully maybe something in, in that space and, I don't know, maybe some coaching. We'll just wait and see. But I, I am interested in quite a lot of things. It's not as if I'm just interested in cricket. So, yeah, yeah I guess we, we won't know what sort of opportunities present themselves until you hang up the boots. But, um, yeah, it's not through a, a lack of outside passions. I think I'll be like, oh, geez, I don't know which one to have a taste of. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just, yeah, there's quite a few things out there that I'm interested in. Yeah, that's really cool. I could absolutely see you seamlessly fitting into any of those things that you mentioned. Well, um, yeah, my only concern out of this she is might that, take my bloody job. Well, well I was yeah. going to say Emma <laughs> Emma Doldy's just got a little shiver up her back, thinking, "Oh, geez, Elise is oh, gunning no. for me now." <laughs> no, I'm no, only she's, joking. Um, she's fantastic in her role. I love Dolly. <laughs> Yeah, no, Elise, I think you're absolutely fantastic and um, I love watching you. Can't wait to watch you here in Hobart. Um, and, yeah, I, I think next time we do the show, we might have to do the show from a from a nice coffee shop like a Pilgrim or Ooh, now we're something talking. with Elise yes. and, and go and do the show with a, with a nice coffee. Coffee with Elise, maybe it's a podcast. Yeah, that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds great. I'm into that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Elise, thank you so much for joining the show. It's always a pleasure and um, best of luck for the rest of the season and no doubt we'll chat to you throughout and we'll be, we'll be cheering hard for you, that's for sure. Great. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Elise. Thanks, we'll be Elise. back after a short break. Live across Tasmania on 1629 SEN Tassie and streaming live on the SEN app. Welcome to Saturdays in Tassie. For Taz Racing, racing matters to Tasmanians. It's why we race. That's right. Holly Fowler, Brett Jeeves with you Saturdays in Tassie. It's been a great morning so far. It's gone fast. Alone on through. Time flies when you're having fun. I saw you in love. You always have fun with me, don't you? It is good fun. Um, yeah, I, I saw. I did see a real shift wash over you when we spoke with Peter, obviously your partner now, and 
Um, you're so proud of him, and yeah, it's cool. It's nice. Yeah, I think it's great. He is. How how did you how did you? This is a question without notice. How was the the farmer thing? Because you've been seeing Peter for a bit. Yeah, yeah, was, was, and that that was that was fine because he's got yeah, a good sense of humour, Peter. I think he'd fine. be able to. Yeah, well, I, I went on obviously before we met. Of course, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he was it was funny. He was Excellent. Like, oh, that's um, good. Oh well, you know. <laughs> the good news is he didn't passion anyone, no, so you it wasn't it wasn't that bad. No, no, he's um <laughs> he's good. One thing of and um is he's just he just makes time for people like yeah I I don't know I just. I have a lot of respect for him, and I was excited to have him on the show. Excellent, no, that's but I good. got nervous. You did get, you, you actually did get nervous. He, I can because, see your hand shaking no, there at one he, stage. You spilled your drink all very, over the place. No, I didn't. Very supportive, but he'll, uh, you know, he gives good feedback and he'll and critique you. Day. Do you think? He'll critique, yeah. Okay. No, right. I think he will. No, he's lovely. He's a big support, but yeah, he will definitely critique me for sure. Excellent, which is no, good. That's good. You want that? Um, what uh, we've spoken about a range of bloody things today i liked when elise said uh about the ice bath <laughs> because i've been reading this article on sen saying uh has missing an ice bath become the greatest crime a player can commit interesting very interesting oh obviously with Maybe, regard yeah with, young horn with, francis uh, judas, horn judas francis. is uh flash from <laughs> latrobe calls him yeah we got a, a text from uh from flash morning crew thanks for your thoughts holly we lost judas horn francis <laughs> The Judas. All exciting players, though, coming in. Go Roos, hopefully. Yeah, he's he's bullish. Yeah. Flash on the Roos. He's, yeah. I think he's a fan of Logan and Tucker coming in. Pick two and three. It's not all doom and gloom. It's just it's more that administrative stuff. Yeah. Can they go? I think uh, the, I read a report this morning. Clarkson will start November 1. Yeah. Um, so that's going to happen by the looks of things. So they can start getting uh, house in order, which has kind of been the problem for them uh, for a while. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. It's been, it's been so much going on in sport and here in Tassie, cricket warming up. Everyone's getting excited. There's a bit of a buzz around the place, but we can't forget our friends um, up north in Tassie uh, listening to the show this morning. Uh, we are here and we're um, thinking of you guys um, across the weekend and hopefully everyone comes out of this as, as best we possibly can. But, yeah, and uh, same, same through Victoria as yep. well, parts of New South Wales. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Our thoughts are with you. And as always, thank you for joining Saturdays in Tassie. Holly Fowler and Brett Jeeves, it's always a pleasure. And we'll be back next Saturday. Uh, For now, enjoy your weekend. Stay dry. Stay happy. Thanks for joining the show.